Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Hey, good morning, Faith Life Church. Great to have you on our last service for 2021. If you've missed our Christmas service, you can go back to our church uh, channel or on our app and uh, just really enjoy it. It was a great message. A lot of people got changed and touched and filled with the power of the living God. So, hey, if you've missed it, check it out again. But today is an important day. Today we're finishing 2021. It's, it's been a, a long journey in so many ways. We've, we've had a journey in our environment, in the setting that we find ourselves in that has touched sp- our spiritual lives, our emotional lives, our physical lives. It's touched everything. But the good news is it's come to an end. We, we need to have a spirit of God within us at the moment to say, we've gone through this, but we will not ever again be subject to the pressure of this because of the living word of God. For to prepare ourselves for 2022, uh, I remember I had the privilege of uh, being the main speaker at a Bible college graduation. So it was close to about 120 students were coming and it was their graduation into the ministry. And uh, about a week before I had to speak, I got uh, an email from the head student body and the email read something like this. Oh, Pastor Ted, we are so excited to having you. We're full of expectancy. But can we ask one thing from you? And it was this, please do not, share, preach, teach about finishing well. It says we are so full up of finishing well messages that we just need a break. And what that started in me is that there's such a focus on finishing well. But here's the major key that we need to experience in God. If you want to finish well, you've got to live well. See, it's not about the end of our lives, it's about right now. So, so many of us, we are planning for the future, but the future is now. We've got to get out of the whole mentality of thinking one day things are going to get better, one day things will change, but it is the now. So we got a lot of teaching on finishing well because our focus is on the end. But the kingdom of God doesn't work opposite to the way we think. The kingdom of God always starts that God finishes a thing and then he starts a thing. So God's already got you as a winner on the finishing line. So what we need to do in 2002 is not wait for another year to end, but we need to live well. So in 2022, it's going to be a year that you live well for the rest of your life. It's a year that you take things that you thought were going to happen in the future and going to put them in the now. And here's one of our keys that we want to push through Let it sink in that God has already given you everything you need to live well. Everything that you need to live in this world has already been given to you. Everything that you need in this world has been given to you. Not about heaven. Right now, see, the gospel of Jesus Christ is so powerful that it has given you everything you need now. There 
there is a huge push to be thinking about heaven and we need to have heaven perspective. But God did not send His Son to, so that we can die and go to heaven, but He sent us to live now. So the way in 2022, the way we are going to enter 2022 is with a mindset, a spirit set, a faith set, a speaking set of this, that God has already given me everything I need to live well in this world, to live victorious in this world. So therefore it means this, that the answer for your marriage, the answer for your finance, the answer for your relationship, the answer for your sickness, the answer for everything that you need so that you can live a victorious life now has already been given to you. We've lived long enough, struggled long enough, hoped long enough, thinking one day, one day, one day. But it's not going to be one day, it's going to be now. 2022, the end of 2021, you might have had difficulties, you might have had problems, you've gone through so much, but the good news is that because we have entered a phase of revelation in our church, we've entered a phase of momentum in our church, and the momentum that we have is this, is that I, right now, am a possessor of everything I need to live a, a prosperous, healthy, victorious life right now. L let me just read this to you. In 2 Peter 1.3, out of the New Living Translation, says this, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. I want you to start off, the verse starts off knowing that his divine power has given us. Right now, what you need is not dependent upon your power, upon your imagination. It's not dependent upon what you can do. The Bible states off that he's Peter and he's saying his divine power. You know what's really interesting when you start reading Peter? Paul and all this, they are, all of the disciples, when they wrote to churches, they had a theme, a common theme that runs through ev just about every book of the Bible in the New Testament is this. We don't get tired to remind you. So when Paul, and you get Peter, and as we are looking at 1 Peter 2, he's talking to a church. He's talking to a bunch of believers. Now, to understand the potential in this is that Peter is talking to two types of people. He's talking to people that have just been born again and have not yet realized the full potential of what's happened inside of them. They haven't come into the full agreement with the whole redemptive process. They haven't come into agreement that they have faith inside of them. So he's got one group of people that he's writing to, and these people have just been born again. So this is brand new. They're fresh off the boat. They're just coming out. Wow, I have not seen this. And the other group is the people that have heard it, but haven't put it into demonstration. So even you get phrases from Paul that he says, I don't get tired in reminding you the truth. You know what is amazing? You will get tired reminding people of doubt, but you will never get tired of reminding people of the truth. It's truth that gives you power. And here we have Peter saying, I am, I, I, I am going to keep reminding to you. So he looks at one group of people and he says, Now, 
You have been born again. So you start your life in the kingdom that you are a possessor of everything that you need to live a godly life. And the second thing he does, hey, hey, how long have you been in the way? You got, you got so many people, and they you get this phrase, you know, hey, I've been saved for such a long time. You know, hey, it's been, you know, my salvation has been over years. It's not the year period that makes you mature. It is the demonstration of what has been given to you. So Paul and Peter, and you look at them, they keep reminding the church, they keep reminding the believer that you have been given something so don't look for it outside. It's already inside. See, if we do not come into the agreement that we are possessors of everything we need to live well right now, we will fall into the same trap that Adam and Eve fell. Adam and Eve were complete. Adam and Eve were in absolute completeness of God. And Satan comes into them and says, there's still something lacking. Now, I want you to let this drop into your spirit. If you feel that God has held something back for you, that you, what you possess is not complete, you will go outside of the parameters of God's word to make it happen. So you see, the strategy that Satan's system does is to convince you Hey, you really haven't got it. What you do, you need to add, need this. You need to need this. You've got to have this teaching. You've got to have that. So Eve was deceived. Adam was deceived because they stopped focusing that they have already received everything and they don't need anybody else to add to what God has placed inside of them. So the scripture says, by his divine power. So therefore, you need to come into agreement Today, right now, this Sunday morning, I am in agreement with the divine power of God. The divine power of God has manifested itself in me. And God, what God puts in you, He's not going to take away. So God doesn't give something and then takes it away. And then He says this, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Now, this is not talking about heaven. It's talking about right now. Right now in your marriage. Right now in your relationship. Right now in your financial situation. Right now in your depression. Right now in your sickness. This is talking to you in present tense. Right now on the 26th, of December 2021, this is alive to you. When God put this into motion, nothing can stop it. So God says to you, I've given you everything. My power has given you everything you need for every situation that you find your life in. So we come into agreement today. 2022 is where you come into full agreement with what God has done in your life. It's time to stop agreeing with people's opinions, outdated theology, and we come into agreement with the revelationary power of God moving us forward. So in, in, listen to this. And then in the same chapter, in verses 5 to 8, it says this, In the view of all of this, make every effort 
to respond to God's promises. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to see Paul, he ramps this up to an extreme level. We're not just talking ground level here. We are talking in the express elevator. It goes straight up to the top. And he says this, in the view of this, let's make every effort. He doesn't say make every effort to work harder. He doesn't say make every effort to pray longer. He doesn't say make every effort to be holier. He goes like this, in the view that you have been given everything, you need to respond. 2022 is the year that you respond. So God, see, for you to respond, that means that God has to take the first call. See, this part, in the view of all this, let, my, let us make every effort to respond to God's promises. Church, you have already done this. So many times you feel like, oh, I, I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to respond. But when you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ on his life, death, resurrection, what you did, you responded and you went from darkness into light, from being dead to being alive. You see, right now, you are a product of what you have responded to. See, salvation didn't just kind of poo and it's here. What it did was, I heard the gospel. I responded to the gospel. I became what the gospel said it could be. So here he, Peter, again, is reminding believers that you know how to do this. So many times we are, the best way is deluded sometimes, lied to sometimes, because I haven't got it, I haven't got it, oh, that promise is too hard for me. I don't think it's this, I don't think it's that. But, the, but, but here is Peter talking to you, and he's saying, you already know how to respond. How do you know? Well, I'm born again. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I am God's security. I have God's name. All that is this. Now, let's take this up to another level. You responded to the gospel. And so many times we just think, when I responded to the gospel, well, God dealt with my sin. Not only... Did God deal with your sin in response to the gospel of Jesus Christ? In your response to the gospel, you received everything. Ephesians 1.3 says, We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. The question is this, When were you blessed? Oh, I, I, oh when, oh, when the pastor lays hands on you? When you get this much education, hey, when you've done this much, this is the power. This is the awesomeness of the gospel. Is when you receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, not only did you get your sins washed away and forgotten about, not only will you become, became born again, became a new creature, but everything that God has, has been already given you. 
See, as a church, we've had over fifteen to 1,600 years of teaching that we are empty, needed to be filled. We've had so much teaching of that we are trying to make things happen. I remember reading books and... Um, and the title of the book was, If Nothing's Happening, You Can Make It Happen. Listen, you don't have to make it happen because it's already happened. You don't have to make yourself holy because you already are holy. We have been drawn into a religious thinking concepts that have been teaching us that we are not yet finished and we have to try to finish it. But the Word of God goes totally opposite that. And here is Peter, and he's got his twofold mission. And the twofold mission is, some of you have just been born again. You need to start to live like this. Then he goes, some of you have been in the way for quite a while, but somewhere down the track, you have forgotten that you possess everything, and you are acting like God is keeping something away from you. Just think about that last phrase that I just made. Isn't that the same tone? Isn't that the same inference that Satan used on Eve? Oh, no, no, no. Hey, if you eat this, then you will be like God. See, Eve was already like God, and then she got convinced that she wasn't, and then she needed. Now, watch this very carefully. Eve was convinced that what she needed to be made whole internally, to be complete internally, was something that was on the outside. So the whole inference was this. And you can see this happening from generation to generation, from church history to church history. Is this. Eve comes into an agreement contract with the serpent was this. You are not complete on the inside. For you to be complete on the inside, the answer is on the outside. So what she does, she takes the fruit and it goes into her system. And behold, what was supposed to make her perfect totally dethroned her. What happens with us is if we do not come into full agreement. I'm not just talking partial agreement. I'm not talking to, oh, okay, I acknowledge it. But it's coming to the full agreement that I am already a possessor of everything that I need. I have everything at my disposal. Whatever comes into me and to destroy me, the answer's not out there, the answer is in me. As we've already we're taught a couple of weeks ago, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He took what was inside to defeat that what was on the outside. So as a church, as a family, as a mom, as a dad, as, a, you know, as a somebody, as a child, whatever situation you're in, right now, when you received Jesus Christ, 
2 Peter verse 1 and 3 happened to you. You can actually go in your Bible and go, this is now a historical fact. The living God inside of me. So we are to live and to respond. Let's go again at this verse. I, I love it. In the view of all of this, I want you to watch this. Take this up again. In the view of all of this, he's saying to the church, this is the foundation of your agreement with me. So in the view of all of this, let's make every effort to respond to God's premises. Now, I want you to get this. Underline the word promises. And also, in your, when you're taking down notes and you're meditating on this, write to this, put Jeremiah 29, 11. Because you know what the Bible says? These are the plans. Multiple plans, not one plan. And if there are... So what you see is God saying this. There are multiple plans. So right now... In 2002, let's take a hold of the plans of God. Do you realize that there is a plan for your health? There is a plan for your wealth? There is a plan for your mind? There is a plan for your soul? There is a plan for your house? There is a plan for your car? There is a plan for your holiday? There is a plan for everything in your life. So when God saved you, He said, he didn't do this, I have a plan for your life. He says, I have plans for your life. So the glory and the beauty is this, is that God says this, I don't want you to agree with one plan. I want you to agree with multiple plans. 2022 is the year that you and I go, God, I want every plan that you have for me. In every situation, I want to manifest it. I want to manifest it. Now watch this in John chapter 16, verse 33. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It's this. Everything I've taught you is to the peace which is in me. It's so that the peace which is in me will be in you. And I will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For the unbelieving world, you will experience trouble, sorrows, But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Put this into your spirit. God has removed the power of the world system and the world dictator, which is Satan, to have control over you. What what Jesus is saying, I've brought you to this place. I, I love this verse. This is an amazing verse. He says, I've took you by the hand. I've walked with you. I've talked to you. I brought you to the place where I am going to do something for you. And then what I do for you, I will put in you. And what I put in you will flow out of you. So here is Jesus saying to the disciples, Hey, I have brought you to this place and I have conquered the power of the world so that it has no power over you. Think about this. We, we use language like, I'm under the circumstances. Uh, I'm under this. I'm under pressure. I'm under depression. I'm under this load. I'm under this load. Jesus takes his disciples by the hand, prays for them, teaches them, and he says this, in this world you're going to have problems, but I have conquered the world 
so that the world can no longer conquer you. Do you realize that your spirit can no longer be conquered, can no longer be limited? So Jesus says to them, hey, I've conquered it. But then he uses this phrase, for in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble. The, the word there, uh, trouble, depending on um, what Bible translation you use, but the most common one that you see is the word tribulation. And the word tribulation literally means this, is to put you under pressure. So this, this word is used is when you squeeze a grape to get its juice, when you squeeze an olive, you get the oil coming out. But it's also used to put pressure to conform. So in early England, the word tribulation, what it meant was this, is when they wanted somebody to confess to a deed that they've done, whether, you know, in a court of law, and the person claimed his innocence, what they would do is they would lay him flat on a table and then put pressure on his chest. So they'll keep loading it up, loading it up, loading it up. The, the pressure was this, is to conform to unbelief. So you get this, for this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble. What it's talking about, and let this explode in your spirit, is that the pressure is now on you to give up on the faith that is in you. See, Jesus here is talking to you. Jesus is here talking to those of us, believers, the people in the way, the people that are unashamed of their love and trust in Jesus Christ. He's saying to this, hey, because you have been with me, because you have come into agreement and responded to the promise of salvation, because all the promises of God are yes and amen, and they're yes and amen in you, you're going to be put under pressure. So what Satan is doing, he's coming on your life and he's putting doubt on you. So it is like you laying flat and Satan puts one brick of unbelief, another brick. He's trying to you, he cannot rob you of your faith, but he can get you to stop demonstrating faith. Listen to me carefully, this is huge. Satan cannot rob you of your faith, but he can stop you demonstrating it. I'll show you that in a minute. So what you have is your, your, the pressure. The pressure is on people's opinions. It is like, I've heard messages that your heart lights up, but then it drops right down to the bottom of the ocean. You know, like you hear that, every, you can ask for whatever you will and God will give it to you. And then they put out, stop, but only if it's the Word of God. So it's this open-ended, amazing promise, but. So what you have, the world system of unbelief. Now watch this, just to give you a few, few, few of them right now. The world system of unbelief, it is that unbelief is dressed up like faith and it comes to church. Unbelief dressed up as faith. Let me, you, know, yeah, uh, you pray for people 
and you go, yeah, Pastor, Pastor Ted, yeah, I know God will heal me. Um, yeah, but that's, there'll be a couple of weeks or could be a couple of months or could be in heaven. I know that God supply, that God's word says that God supplies all you need, but there's something wrong with me, so therefore it doesn't work. You see, so many of our thinking that we think that we are smart, we think that, hey, we've got faith, but it's unbelief acting as faith. Let me give you one that's amazing. Most people think that faith is what you can quote. I, I, I know John 3.16. I, I, I know, you know Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. They know all of that, but they're not manifesting it. But they go, it's okay, you don't have to manifest it. It's just what you know. That is not faith. That is that I can, by verbatim, read words. But faith in God has a demonstration. I love it. It is a response. So God says this, in this world, unbelief will put pressure on you. Unbelief will put pressure on you. Why? Doesn't it, isn't it amazing? Just to take it up another level. He talks about in uh, Romans 12, he says, do not be conformed to this world. Take that conformed to this world, to what we have written here. For in this unbelieving world, what is happening is that the spirit of unbelief is putting pressure on us to conform to the system of unbelief in the world. The system that says, I can believe in God, but I can still keep on doing this. I can believe in God, but... It's a system that says, yes, you have been washed again by the blood of the Lamb, but you still got to keep on repenting it over and over and over again. Unbelief pressures you down. Unbelief kind of says, come on, conform. This day... I prophesy and I declare over you that you will no longer conform to the world system of unbelief. You are no longer going to stand there idly without responding. You're no longer going to sit and hear a message and not have any expressions on your face, in your heart, in your body. This is a time where you and I are going to blast off into the atmosphere of the Spirit and go, I Today make a declaration that I am in full agreement. And because I am in full agreement, I am going to respond to everything. Now, just let me finish off on this. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4 says this. We point to you as an example of unwavering faith for all the churches of God. We boast among so, we boast about you, how you continue to demonstrate unflinching endurance through all the persecutions and painful trials you're experiencing. Now, here's the key. This is what all the excitement's all about. This is where I'm taking you. We boast about how you continue to demonstrate. Demonstrate. Faith demonstrates unbelief has got a demonstration of zero. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I want you to do this. Here's Paul admonishing the church, <laughs> clapping for the church, and he says this, I will boast about you that you're going through 
trials, tribulations, as every single person does. The same problems, but you're demonstrating. Demonstrating. I want you to just come into agreement because we, Faith Life Church is about developing your faith life. The reason we call it Faith Life Church is because our main goal and our main mission is to build your faith life. Not, not just my faith life or Pastor Silva's, but your faith life. And he says this, is that two people going through the same tribulation, through the same pressure, same financial squeeze, same constrictions, doing this. One's prospering and one's going backwards. What's the difference? It is they allowed their faith to demonstrate it. So therefore, because God loves us, we demonstrate love. Because God has forgiven us, we demonstrate forgiveness. When sickness comes, we demonstrate healing. When lack comes, we demonstrate provision. When you feel like you've got no answer for it, you demonstrate the wisdom of God. See, the believer's life is about demonstrating all the promises of God. And the beauty with this is you don't have to ask God, God, is it your will? Watch this. Every persecution that comes against you, whatever it is, is an indicator that God has already defeated it. See, if we take the view that the, the, who, whatever is facing you needs to be defeated, we, we think differently. But if we take the view of this, my God, my Savior, my Jesus the Messiah has already conquered you. So therefore, because He has conquered you, that's my key, that is my promise, because whatever He has conquered, I have conquered. And what do I do? I start to demonstrate it. 2022 is going to be the year of the demonstration of the power of God in your life, in your family, in your finances, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your building, in your going in and in your going out. Today is a brand new day for you, Faith Life Church. All those watching online, all those that can make it here in person, we are going to kick 2022 with a demonstration of the power of God. I am believing right now as I'm speaking to you that the power of God is demonstrating. As you have just celebrated Christmas and as a family, as individuals watching church online, today is a day where you stand up in your heart and do this. Father, I'm ready to be a demonstration of your love. I am ready to do this. So right now, stop trying to get promises. Stop trying to get it all done, but do this. I am going to be a responder to all the promises that God's given me. The answer is not out there. The answer is in here. And as a church, I... I want to admonish you today. I, I, I love being your pastor. I think it's one of the greatest honors that God has given me is to pastor Faith Life Church. And as, a, as your pastor, as your senior leader, I want to encourage you that we are entering a season where we respond to what God has given us. You are no longer darkness. You are now light. God says this. Let's take God seriously. 2 Peter 
1.3 says this again. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. That means right now. We have received all this by coming to know him. Right now, wherever you are, you can stand, you can put the hand on your heart, you can lift up your hands. But let's come into agreement with this. I didn't preach this. I didn't get up this morning. I didn't pray over this just so that I could have a message to say, well, I ticked the box off. No, I'm here on a divine assignment for you to demonstrate the power of God. My assignment today has been this, is that you start to demonstrate what God has given you. And just right now, wherever you are, whether you're watching in interstate, whether you're watching in another country, wherever you are, why don't we do something so radical? Let's build our faith life. Let's demonstrate our faith life. Let's become people that don't acknowledge that the promise exists, but we acknowledge it in the demonstration. You know what? You can either tell me about your life or demonstrate your life. And I believe in the two. I believe as a faith life church that we need to speak our life, but we also need to demonstrate our life. Let's not break up the two. And I am believing and I am prophesying over you right now that Right now, the demonstration power of the Holy Spirit is going to be evident in you, in your body, in your mind, in your relationship, at your workplace. Wherever you go, you will demonstrate the glory and the power of the gospel. You have already received this. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you, Father. Father, I want to thank you for two 2021. You've been faithful to us. Father, you, 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 have, you have kept us. You have blessed us. You have provided for us. Father, what an amazing year and the demonstration of your faithfulness. Father, we thank you. But Father, we also now know we want to, we, you're asking us to rise up. You're asking us as, as a church to lift up and Father, right now, we're going to respond, as the Word says. In the view of all of this, we now respond. So Father, right now, as a church, Father, we respond to the call on Faith Life Church. Father, the call that you have placed upon us to be the global hope and faith dispensers, that, Father, we're going to take that to the nations. Father, that you have called us to be men and women of God. You have called us to have marriages that are exceptional. You called us to have children. You have called us to bless us. You've called us to meet needs. So, Father, we just step into that right now in Jesus' name. And so, Father, right now, we thank you for 2021. And Father God, with full excitement, full of energy, full of the zeal of God, full of the promises of God, Father, we enter 2022 and we will demonstrate the power of the living God to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Hey, God bless you so much. Hey, we look forward to, uh, we're going to have an anointing service in the first um, meeting in January. God bless you. If you don't know Jesus, right now you're looking at me and you're going, Ted, I feel this is real. You could be there right now and you're thinking, I think this is real. The Bible says that if we confess him, we will have this. So right now, if you don't know Jesus, why don't you just repeat this prayer after me? Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you that you sent Jesus 
to live and to die and be resurrected for me. I thank you that he took all of my, you've taken all of my sin, all of my disease, all of my curses. And Father, right now, I respond to the call to get saved. And right now, I ask you to come into my heart. Let the power of God fully be manifested inside of me. And I thank you for it. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. God, amen and amen. If you've done that for the first time, there's a link down below me right now that you can um, get a hold of. And we want to send you some uh, material. We want to pray for you and we want to bless you. So, hey, we thank you for an amazing year, Faith Life Church. And I'm also looking forward to our first meeting in January. God bless you. See you soon.